0: Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's
1: time for the Chad and Cheese
2: Podcast. Oh yeah, you know what time it is, everybody. It's your favorite guilty pleasure, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I am your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined as always, the starsky to my hutch, Chad Sowash. And today we welcome Tim Deneen, co-founder and chief innovation officer at Recruitix, and also Indeed's search engine optimization expert in the mid-2000s. We had to twist a lot of arms to get Tim on the show. Tim, welcome to the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm I'm usually not in a mic'd up kind of role,
0: but... uh, They don't let you out of the basement, do
1: they, Tim? Not exactly, no
0: mad scientist behind
2: the curtain. Yeah, no, we know. You're the wizard. It's the Goonies over at RecruitX. <laughs> so for those that don't know you, Tim, give us a little Twitter bio about you.
1: Yeah, I've been in the in this industry for a while, but in, in uh, technology in general for, I about 30 years at this point. Internet consulting very early on. I was a web developer, ran a small agency of my own uh, for about seven years, and eventually Focus was able able to eventually focus on SEO when that became a, a true thing. Um, joined Indeed back in 2007. So that was my first entry into the job space. And after a few years, I uh, left there and um, founded a, a company, ultimately founded a company that was more focused on the employer than the job seeker. So that's the quick
0: version. The quick version, aka Recruitix. Okay, no, that's cool. So let's talk about the journey to this space, because you, you said you didn't start off in this space. How in the hell did you land here?
1: I was uh, lucky enough to graduate college at around the time that the internet was becoming um, the future. Us too. (laughs) (laughs) I was interested in public relations, journalism, a little bit of politics in there, and basically wanted to get involved with it. So. Got my degree from UConn, and ultimately trained myself to do something totally different than uh, my degrees—HTML and programming and databases and so forth. With you know,
2: over the next couple of years, did Indeed find you? Did you apply to a job? Like, how did that connection happen?
1: I applied for a job on Indeed, but it was—I was working at a web development agency. Um, I used the word Indeed a lot. Somebody started calling me Indeed Demine <laughs> The letters actually match up very closely. You could you could rearrange the, the letters, and I actually did that at one point and made made my my last name out of their logo. No, yeah, I just. Um, um, somebody said the word Indeed back to me one time, so I typed it in. I was, I wonder who has this domain name. Found a job search engine, and a couple months later, I used it to look for a job, and I found out that they were themselves hiring, and they were local to me, local enough, and were hiring for exactly what I what I wanted to do.
0: Are you kidding me? Yeah, how big were they at that time?
1: They were they were very small. When I joined, the, I was probably the 20th employee, or at least the 20th active employee. There were 12 people in Stanford, Connecticut, and I think it was
0: eight in um, Austin, Texas. Gotcha. So, what did they hire you in for initially, and what did that actually turn into?
1: Yeah, the job title was online marketing manager. And that actually stayed my job title for the duration while I was there. Initially, they wanted me to focus on search engine marketing, pay per click, you know, AdWords. Bing and Yahoo at the time as well. So I had to focus at least for a few months on just getting better performance out of the online marketing that they had already started with AdWords and, and so forth. So I did that for a while. And as uh, time went on, wherever I could, I inserted, hey, we got to do this in SEO. We got to do that in SEO. And, and eventually that, uh, they, they allowed me to do more and more.
2: And, and for the kids out there, at the time, SEO, Google search engines uh, were the only real other option aside from shitty banner ads or traditional <laughs> marketing, and I assume that you knew that going in. Did they have a strategy when you joined? Did you introduce the strategy or just sort of take the ball that they were running with and take it to the next level?
1: No, it's fair to say that they they were they had a ball and they were running with it. They did have SEM up and running. They were spending a significant amount on pay-per-click advertising. Indeed, it was built by search engineers who understood search engines and including Google. So they had concepts and a backbone to start off with.
2: So what, in your in your perspective? did Google mean to the growth of Indeed? Does Indeed become Indeed without Google? I would say no. <laughs> That's an emphatic no, Tim. He went way out on the limb on that That one. was
0: an emphatic no. There's no way in hell Indeed exists today without the SEO structure that they, I mean, literally just killed it with. Mm-hmm. Today, as well, but back
1: then, even more so, like people were aware of
0: brands um like
1: Career Builder and Monster from Super Bowl ads, but they still would go to Google to search for a job and if they ended up at Monster Career Builder great and sometimes they would start there, sometimes they'd start at craigslist but people still in you know then and today start their job search by searching and uh so without google um and the other search engines indeed would n- would not have grown you know, they they didn't have name recognition or anything to grow upon so it was necessary.
0: One of the things that we tried, and I don't remember, were you still with Indeed when direct employers went with the full-on frontal assault with the the dot jobs uh, domains? I think it was in tw- two thousand nine. I think that was
1: around the time that I left. But yeah, that uh, domain names as a as a SEO strategy was to me not a solid one, and it obviously wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Early on in the 2000s, sure, it, it was, and, and um, we did talk about what if what if we had a different name other than Indeed.com as a domain name, but I don't think that was would have helped.
2: One of the things that really struck me about Indeed early on was how, I mean, we, we, we say Trojan horse quite a bit, but you guys were doing backfill for a lot of job sites uh, and, and other boards. And one of the things that I always recognized and, and just loved uh, and hated at the same time because I worked with some of them was that every, every backfill company you had, you know, Jobs by Indeed and Jobs was obviously hot linked back to Indeed.com. And so anyone that knows uh, SEO at the time knew that that anchor text and that backlink from these really good <laughs> sites was like helping you kill them uh, in the search results. Like, was that your strategy? Uh, how did that, how'd that go down?
1: I don't know if that was my strategy. Personally, we we had conversations about, you know, anchor text and anchor, you know, what links to use constantly every day. But there was there were some things that existed uh, well before I joined, like uh, the widgets that they had, the the backfill partnerships. They had their salary tools and uh, trending tools that that all uh, contributed to to great
0: SEO and, and links, especially. So what was the biggest difference between Indeed and Simply Hired? I was able to experience both because I partnered with both leadership teams. But from your standpoint, what was the difference between Simply Hired and Indeed? Because from most, taking a look from the outside in, they look pretty much the same other than colors and, and logos.
1: Yeah, I guess I would say, um, you know, one observation after my Indeed days is I kind of looking back at it, I I recognize that Simply Hired really was focused on partnerships. So they had, I think it was um, MySpace and even Facebook and some others uh, like that back in the day.
2: Blogging platforms.
1: Yeah. And Indeed was focused on, and, you know, you hear this all the time, they're focused on building the right thing for the job seeker and, you know, building internally good SEO, good internal linking external links and so forth that, that ultimately built the brand up. Whereas those partnerships, uh, even though Indeed had some, they easily could go away quickly.
0: I think it's funny that you put Simply Hired and focus in the same sentence because that <laughs> did not exist. There was no focus from Simply Hired. They were f- like five times the size staff-wise that Indeed was. They were working on a million different things, uh, and then you go to Connecticut and meet with the Indeed team and there was just not, nu- I mean, it was, it was stark. There weren't as many people, but they were all focused on staying in their
2: lane. That's, yeah. that's just from, from my experience, what I saw. Yeah. And talk about this too, Tim, because Chad and I talk every week about companies getting tens of millions, if not hundreds, of millions of dollars. You guys, the only investment I remember Indeed taking was like $10 million from the New York Times. Talk about how uh, how spoiled companies today are, and how you guys sort of managed uh, with such little funding and just stayed lean and mean and, and focused.
1: Well, I think it might have even been been a lower uh, amount than that 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 came from the New York Times, but I, I think they they took that on for the partnership and for the you know the board and the advice, um, as well as there was a there was another um, investor as well. But I, I think you know when I joined Indeed. Of course, they had been up and running for maybe a couple of years, and you know, built the tech already, and we're very close to profitability. So I think you know, when we even when when spending, you know, from my, my department, spending on on AdWords and Yahoo, pay per click, and Bing, and and so forth, every dollar that we spent, we uh, wanted a break even on. So um, so we're yes, we're driving traffic. We're we're, we're spending a lot of money, but. We would track everything and make sure that it, it broke even so that that could give opportunity for the rest of the company to bring in more, more dollars and, and not uh, have it all go out the door.
0: Yeah, I have to say that once again, Indeed's focus and let's, let's just say their ability to Trojan horse was better than anybody else. But, but right now, we also have to, I would say, and, and tell me what you think about this, Tim, there was not even close to as much noise in the market back then as there is right now. So everybody getting the money, uh, is there really a need for that much money? Probably not. They, the valuations are crazily bloated, all that other happy horse shit. But back then, there really weren't that many players in the space. So there weren't that many, there wasn't that much noise that you had to fight through, right? It was only Jobster.
1: There, there wasn't a, a I, don't, I don't recall it anyway, there wasn't a, a ton of investor dollars flying around. But what Indeed was up against was looking at uh, something that was totally new compared to like the old school job boards that had been around for a long time. So, you know, Indeed was the, the anti-Super Bowl ad ad company and, you know, growing something organically.
2: Do you get a chuckle every time you see an Indeed ad on TV now? Very much so.
1: Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's odd. In the early days, we, we, would, we would laugh at Super Bowl ads and so that's something we would never do. Every, <laughs> um uh, everything had to have a, a trackable, measurable ROI against it. And if it didn't, it, it wasn't something we would do.
0: Well, that's when Paul ran shit. I mean, it's it, an entirely different, entirely different
2: leadership mode, I think, than what you're seeing today. Were you there when Google base launched Tim, or was that after you, you joined or before you joined?
1: That was around the time. Yeah,
2: we I think we did some work there Uh, very briefly. Was Google on your mind at the time? Were you sort of scared that they would, uh, you know, take over the search rankings like they have now? And I guess my next add on is like, are you surprised that they did it? And are you, are you sort of impressed with the way that they rolled it out or have they totally fucked it up?
1: Uh, That's a good question. I I think, um, I think there was some concern that Google would, would attempt to be a search engine for everything. And well, I mean, that's their, that's what they are, but but to be a pure job search engine, um, there was there was some concern um, when I would go to go to search conferences. I would report out on you know what I heard between the lines or, or what the rumblings were to Indeed. But I I think they you know the, the feeling was always we'll we'll do we'll we'll focus um, again that word focus if they focus on doing the best job for job seekers then then no one could beat them.
0: Yeah, did you have Matt cuts on Speed Dial? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did have, uh eventually meet Matt uh at one point but no we we didn't really talk. Uh, I just have <laughs> to bump into him at a conference we
2: played cards. He was too busy hiding his boner to have yeah, a conversation. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> like for the lis- for, for the listeners out there Matt Cuts uh used to be like a god in, in in SEO land. So everybody would be waiting for the next Matt Cuts video or blog post or some shit like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Here's another threat for you Tim. Uh in 2006 I think it was actually at the uh, direct employers conference. I remember Jason Goldberg from Jobster coming up to me and telling me that Craigslist had banned or, you know, blocked Jobster's uh, crawlers from getting their, their job postings and also sent you guys the same letter. Was there fear at some point or any point that, okay, Craigslist shut us off, Monster's going to be next, CareerBuilder's going to be next, what the hell do we do? And were you surprised that they didn't shut you down?
1: you know personally yeah i was i think it was disappointing to some folks that craigslist had had blocked indeed that that happened just before i joined the company so i don't recall any conversations but the goal was to have all jobs you know remember their their initial slogan was one search all jobs and to not be able to have all jobs was a disappointment for sure i think you know if if some of the other larger job boards would have done the same it certainly would have changed
0: the ability to reach that slogan reach that goal it might've hurt the business too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe a little bit. So let's talk about broadening up a little bit and going into today, right? So in indeed trying to focus on the search, get all the jobs, but there are big players that are out there now who really control the flow and access of jobs around programmatic job distribution. So can you talk about, uh, obviously, maybe the the start of or founding of recruitix getting into programmatic. What what was that like? Why did you do it?
1: Yeah, so you know, it's the opposite side of the coin. If it Indeed was focused on the job seeker, uh, who's going to focus on the employer? Uh, not that you know, recruitix invented employment advertising or you know job advertising or anything like that. But if you guys remember, Indeed's dashboard for, for employers at the time was was very basic. It stayed very basic for, for many years. And so in order to really do the things that that we wanted to do on behalf of, of employers, we had to work around that, which led us to promote programmatic and, and all the things that we do now with recruitics.
0: That in itself I think I find pretty amazing. But do you see well you saw Indeed by a programmatic company, Click IQ? Create Indeed IQ, but that seems to kind of like I don't know. We haven't seen anything from it. It's it's become it seems like more of an internal system than external. Do you see that prospectively for programmatic vendors as a threat long term, or do you think it's just going to be really just focused on uh, managing Indeed?
1: We we don't see it as a threat at Recruitix. It's um, I think it you know it makes sense for Indeed to participate there um, so that they can. You know, speak to clients and say we've got. You know, the, we know, we understand that there's a lot of other traffic out there in the world, and we can we can help achieve that. The, you know, whether it's the job seeker coming directly to Indeed or any of these other sites that that exist out there, we all know that there's you know hundreds and hundreds of other, if not well, thousands and thousands of other job resources out there, and 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 job seekers will find their way to them. Um, so. Having a a programmatic play within Indeed just makes sense, just very similar to the early days when when, blog partners and social media partners were were important.
3: You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business.
2: Recruitix was born primarily out of the experience at Indeed of saying, like, we're so focused on the job seeker, who's going to help the employer? Is that how that how the company was born? Like, what led you to the path of of starting Recruitix?
1: I did feel that way. Like, so if you know, Indeed didn't have a way to to post a job to get onto their job search engine. So how how could a small employer or small company get their job on Indeed? It, back then, it, it still had to be well. You had to post. On Monster or CareerBuilder, etc., and then maybe indeed would would scrape that job. Initially, what recruitix wanted to do was to build a, a small platform for for you know small employers to be able to compete at the same level that others who were spending money on on Monster could do. So that you know our, the initial um, version of recruitix, besides that we were building programmatic in the background, was a, a an ability to to get jobs into a platform that didn't cost a lot of money, that would give you access to Participate programmatically in a job search engine.
0: What about Europe? Europe seems to be a little slow in the uptake with regard to traction on uh, programmatic, you know, on the performance side of the house. What are you seeing in Europe and what kind of growth have you experienced through the pandemic? I, we're, we're hearing a lot more of different types of uh, traction, more traction gain and adoption gain because of the pandemic. What, what, what have you seen and experienced throughout the landscape?
1: So in terms of Europe, that's a, a whole different market. RecruitX is, is still uh, working on what our expansion uh, international plans are are going to be we do have a foothold in the uk and a small presence there we acquired a a business out there um reverse delta that that operates career sites and we have a a team out there um but uh every country is different so we're you know we're looking at what our expansion plans will be but in terms of covid and and the last couple years changes changes everywhere uh every minute of the day it seems like uh so job seekers disappeared for a couple months and then then all the jobs came back but the job seekers didn't as quickly everything all the costs is up the you know for those companies that are hiring which most are the competitiveness is is through the roof at this point um costs are up conversion rates are down the number of of uh, available employees that are seeking jobs is is way down so i think that's the the biggest change that w- that we're dealing with right now is that there's a lot more jobs than people willing to take them
2: Do you see 2008 happening again, or at least some of the things that you're seeing rhyming with what happened in 2008 with the downturn? That's that's hard for me to say.
1: Indeed was. uh, So I was still at Indeed in 2008. Indeed was growing rapidly, regardless of the recession that occurred back then. So it's hard for me to compare.
2: You would probably agree that the recession in two thousand eight made indeed, right? Because it helped kill Monster and Career Builder. <laughs> I mean, I don't ask that sarcastically. I think I think that, you know, tragedies when when meteorites hit, you know, some dinosaurs die and, and the mammals come uh, succeed. I think Indeed was the mammal in that case. No,
1: it's possible. I, I haven't really looked at it that. I thought of it that way. I think the market was primed for, for an Indeed to, to come forward, whether it was a recession or not. Job seekers were looking for a better way to to find what they were looking for.
0: Well, and all of us were just sitting back and waiting to see how long it was going to take for Indeed to siphon off traffic from all of those big names while they just sat and watched it was it, it literally it was like the heroin dealer the first hits for free the rest of them you got to pay
1: yeah and and i think uh you know a lot of people saw the writing on the wall that you know once once things started happening so one search all jobs became okay not job boards anymore not staffing companies anymore and that's you know led us to today where where everything is um in a, in a way rightly so you know Managing spam so that the job seeker has a clean experience is understandable, but every uh, critic we have to manage to that, and sometimes it's
2: challenging. So let's let's come into the the future here. What recruiting trends are you seeing? Uh, are you, are you watching most closely? What are recruitix customers sort of asking for? Where's the where's the putt going in your in your view?
1: So you know, as everything's super competitive right now, programmatic. You know, the, uh, many of the things that we've been building over the last ten years, Recruitix just had its ten year anniversary, by the way. Congrats. Thank you. So, you know, many of the we've got products and you know a a great platform to allow our our clients to take the best advantage of at least what they need to be competitive right now. So our analytics package, our our programmatic uh, offerings and our agency, um, you know, that brings the strategy to go along with that. You know, all these things that we've built up over the last 10 years, it's prime for for any client to come in the door and, and be able to take advantage of it right now.
0: So outside of programmatic, what are you excited about?
1: I still, uh, to this day, I I, I keep um, my focus on the programmatic side. I'm, I'm looking at data every day and, and trying to mix and match how we can how we can make use of it, whether it's a specific client issue or you know how we can. You know, calculate our numbers differently to understand what's going on the on the market better. recruitix in general is growing in many different ways. We're spidering out into employment branding and creative services and social media and everything. Um, so, understanding how to how to how to bring in these you know not new but new to recruitics, um functions while being true to our data as the epicenter is is an interesting challenge. Like, how do you have how do you have analytics? How do you compare performance across some things that are. Not even digital. If we can't track them the same way, how do we compare them? So th- those are some of the things I, I look at.
0: So Joel, what I'm what I'm not hearing is Recruitix is not creating a competitor to Career Builder's Pokemon for Jobs app. That's, I'm, I'm not hearing that. Okay, <laughs> I was going
2: to say you can you can take Tim out of Indeed, but you can't take Indeed out of Tim because he still sounds <laughs> really focused. <laughs> He's the chief innovation officer, and he's talking about analytics and focus and giving the customers what they want. So uh, I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, no VR, no virtual reality in uh, RecruitX future is what I'm hearing Tim say.
1: No, and and you won't hear me use a ton of catchphrases, you know, uh, AIML, you know, none of that stuff. We're, we've been building algorithms since '09, which is actually predating uh, recruitix a little bit. And to us, it's all about the data shaping it collecting costs, understanding it, and comparing it and, and doing the best for our client. We're, we we iterate all the time. We're working on you know new things. I wouldn't have uh, this job if we weren't, but I see innovation as, as very iterative. We're, we're working on problems that can be solved, problems that can be recognized, and and, you know, doing the best thing we can for our clients.
2: So I'm curious, I know you pretty well and a lot of members of the team, you guys have built a really solid, impressive team over at Critics. What tips would you give startups out there of building a team? Because it is really tough. With so many competitors out there and so many other options, what's what's been your secret sauce to to retain and recruit a really good talent at recruitics?
1: Yeah, there's there's no perfect science that, that we have here, but we're you know we have doubled in size in the last couple of years. We're up to 250 people now. I think it's just uh, you know uh, a lot of people talk about internal transparency. You know, how's Recruiting's doing? Our our culture and you know so forth. I just think that um, you know hiring hiring good people that, that can work well together there's no secret sauce there.
0: No secret sauce, but it was very much a secret to try to get you on this (laughs) show for God's sakes. Jesus Christ, Tim. Thanks so much for joining us. It's Tim Deenan, co-founder and chief innovation officer at Recruitix. Tim, if people want to find out more about you, connect with you on LinkedIn, or or, I don't know, maybe check out this Recruitix thing and keep talking about, where should they go?
1: Uh, so recruitixcom is, is uh, you know, easy where, where you can find that's R-E-C-R-U-I-T-S.com. Uh, recruitment and analytics is where that name came from. Uh, LinkedIn, uh, just search my name. That's much better than than trying to find me on email, which, uh, uh, <laughs> but so LinkedIn. And, and uh, you know, thank you guys. You know, I know your tagline is favorite guilty pleasure for many, many years. I, that's, that's been uh, exactly what you, what you've been for me uh, watching, you know, from the, from the days that indeed, um, you know, reading reading Joel's log and, and all the comments and what did you say and the, the bashing of, of, of jobster and so forth through today. Uh, I appreciate, uh, you guys go on, Stop it. you're
2: making me, you're making me cry. I'm tearing up over here. Tim, this was fun, <laughs> man. Uh, Chad and I always love a little, little walk down memory lane with, uh, the old timers. Uh, let's, let's not wait five years to do it again. And uh, hopefully we'll see you face to face at some point at a conference coming soon. Otherwise Chad, that's another one in the can.
3: So weird. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts